Hi, this is Jake, and you're listening to the Flight Training Podcast. So today, we're going to be talking about receiving a confession from someone else. And we've already been talking in flight training about giving a confession, and we've talked a little bit about the authority that Jesus gave us in John chapter 22, forgive, and how James 5, 16 talks about the power of confessing things to each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, But today we're going to get into how do you go about actually receiving a confession from someone else, representing Jesus in that moment to listen to someone's confession and then to give Jesus's forgiveness, to say in the name of Jesus, you're forgiven. This has been washed clean. So I'm going to give you a few tips today um, and then get into a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. So right off the bat, the first thing I want to say is there's a difference between uh, what we typically do in America where someone will say, I'm sorry, uh, and then there'll be some sort of excuses made. So, for instance, uh, I saw somebody recently blow up at someone else and cuss at them and you know say some terrible things to them. And then later, that same person came back to that person they'd said those terrible things to, and they said, I'm sorry I said those things, and they started explaining what a terrible day they had had and how bad things were going for them. And the other person said, Something along the lines of, that's okay, I can understand you're under a lot of stress right now, or or something like that. Now, what that whole exchange was about is very polite in our culture to do that, and it wasn't a terrible thing, but that's not a confession and an absolution, you know, like what we're talking about here, because forgiveness has to do with uh, actually saying there was something wrong was done. So when you forgive someone, it really is... There's some, it's, it's not okay. It's, it's not that it's no big deal. It's not that there's a good excuse because if it was okay, if it wasn't important, if there is a good excuse, then there's no need for forgiveness. Okay. So I don't necessarily suggest going to the next person who says, Hey, I'm sorry to say like, yes, you did something wrong and I forgive you. I mean, if you word it wrong, you can come off as really uh, pushy or mean, but Try to get out of the habit of doing things like saying, oh, that's okay, or it's no big deal, or or making an excuse, okay? And when you apologize to other people, get out of the habit of trying to excuse yourself while you apologize. Admit what you did wrong, okay? Yeah, sure, maybe there's a lot of extenuating circumstances, but there's a pe- if you're apologizing, there's a piece of something that you did that was wrong. Otherwise, you shouldn't be apologizing. So anyways that's enough about the interactions in normal life when you get to a confession moment though when someone comes to you and says there's something i need to tell you about they may not have been trained in this but you need to help guide them through this of they may tell you a story and it may have a lot of excuses and you don't have to stop them as they're sharing but you do need to get down to and maybe ask them a question like what did you do that was wrong or, or what did you do that you need to ask jesus for forgiveness of or or something like that and, and try to help them understand like Whatever extenuating circumstances there were or excuses, like those, those things might be real. But if we're if we're in this moment looking for forgiveness, or we're feeling guilt because you did something wrong, like we need to get down to what was it that you did that was wrong, and you get specific about it, and to own it, to say like I did do something that was wrong. Now, so you don't minimize when someone else comes to you and confesses, and, and the same another way you might minimize it that you need to avoid is. 
Don't say, oh, that's no big deal. I did such and such way worse. You know, you might have done this, but I murdered somebody or whatever you might throw in there. Well, that's not the time for that. Like whatever they did, even if you think it's small, if it's if it's burdening their heart, if the Holy Spirit's convicting them about it, then it's probably a big deal in their walk with Jesus, okay? So don't step in and minimize someone else's sin, okay? Like if if they're coming to you and confessing, you need to respect that. And even if it seems small to you, it might be the very thing that Jesus wants them to overcome. And in that way, like if it's if it's a big enough deal for Jesus to be concerned about it, like it's a big enough deal for you to to be concerned about it too. Okay, so let them openly share. If they don't get to what they actually did that's wrong, like help them through questions to actually admit what is it that you did wrong? What is it you need to to repent from, you know, do differently in the future? Um, Another piece of the puzzle though, someone might come to you and share a bunch of stuff and do not gasp at what they share. Do not think like, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, do not say like, or have this expression on your face like, I can't believe you would be so terrible. I used to respect you and I can't believe you're like this. Because before you're really ready to receive a confession, you need to be in touch with your own wickedness, to be honest. The fact that you're not a perfect person. And there's a great quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a great Christian uh, in our past. And He has this quote that I think will really help us on this. He says, anyone who lives beneath the cross and who has discerned in the cross of Jesus the utter wickedness of all men and of his own heart will find there is no sin that can ever be alien to him. Anyone who has once been horrified by the dreadfulness of his own sin that nailed Jesus to the cross will no longer be horrified even by the rankest sins of a brother. So what is he saying there? He's saying if you really openly look at your own life and you understand from the inside why you did what you did and how it was so wrong and it so was in the spitting in the face of Jesus, if you've seen your own wickedness, then honestly, you see in yourself, like, man, I've done horrible stuff that nailed Jesus to the cross. And maybe I never did whatever this person's talking about, but the same seeds of gunk that led to that thing in them, those same seeds are in my heart. And left to my own devices, I would do terrible things, and I already even have done terrible things that are dreadful. And so this idea that like when someone else comes to me and they say something horrible, I need to not approach them like, oh, you are so terrible. Most people aren't bad, but you, you are terrible. Because the reality is I am terrible. And the reality is honestly like they're terrible too. We're both terrible. And we need both are destitute without Jesus's help. So like you got to try to have that attitude as you go into confession, this one, I'm not going to belittle their sin is too small, but also I'm not going to be shocked by it because whatever they've done that's so bad, the same root of sin is in me. And without Jesus' help, I I would be just as bad as anybody else has ever been. Okay, like, so that stuff's important to see. Uh, and yeah, Bonhoeffer goes on to talk about a couple pages after. That's from his book, Life Together. A couple pages later, he talks about you sh- and this isn't a direct quote, but he says, like, you shouldn't eat, 
also receive a confession unless you yourself are practicing giving confession. Okay, so don't just be this person who, oh, I listen to everyone else's sins and I tell them that Jesus forgives them, but I never go to someone else and admit my sins to them because that can become unhealthy. It can become this weird thing where you feel like you're better than other people. But if you are regularly going to someone and saying, this is the way that I messed up, this is the sin in my life, will you please stand in Jesus's place and let me know that Jesus is forgiving me? If you're doing that, if you're submitting yourself to the giving of confession, then that puts you in a healthy place to receive confession from someone else, okay? So this week, hopefully last week, you know, last week's challenge was give a confession, go to somebody and admit something you've done wrong and ask them to pray for you. And if they've got a little bit of training in this, ask them to to speak for Jesus and forgive you. Um, and they may not have had training for this, but this week I want you to, I'm challenging you to go and receive a confession from someone else. Now you can't just go up to some random person at church and say, hey, tell me your deepest, darkest sins. Uh, you know, don't do that. You might need to go to someone else in flight training or someone else that's graduated from flight training because most people aren't going to even understand, receive a confession. I don't even know what you're talking about. But go to someone else in the class or go to someone else that you have a good enough relationship with. You can explain all this to you. And it's kind of awkward because normally people decide on their own. They want to give a confession and then they go and give it. So this is a little awkward this week. We're kind of forcing it. But if you go to someone else in the class, they'll understand what's going on. So go to them and receive a confession. That's your challenge this week. Get it done. Uh, go to them and stand in Jesus' stead and, and listen to them and then in, in his authority forgive them.